We at Time to Rebuild would like to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. At the YMCA Rebuild, we're in the business of reducing recidivism in Victoria and in no way do we condone criminal activity discussed in these episodes. We support victims of crime and are committed to creating a safer community. We are not arguing that Australia should not have a deportation policy. They should. We do as well. What we're asking for is a reciprocal arrangement. New Zealand does not deport those that we consider, for all intents and purposes, to have established themselves as New Zealanders. We only ask that Australia does the same. And the Prime Minister used a key word in his reference just now. He said that uh, after they have served their time, he sends them home. The example I use demonstrates that we have countless who have no home in New Zealand, they have no network, they have grown up in Australia, that is their home and that is where they should stay. You ask me the questions and I'll talk. I think you've been yelled at a few times, mate. That's a really good point that you make because this is what this podcast is about, is giving out of sight. You're, you're going you're gonna to do things that are compromised, maybe the values and morals that you were brought up with, or maybe they fall right in line with the values and morals that I was brought up having. Um, my focus is just focusing on what I'm going to do when I get out. And all the stuff that you mightn't have thought of mm. that goes on in the prison. Yeah, like how many alarms get set off when you walk in with Mick Cronin. <laughs> Mick Cronin. Mark Wilson. How you doing? Good, yourself? Very well. Very well. So today we're going to be talking about deportation. Yeah, so it's an interesting topic that we're going to explore today. We're going to hear from two people who um, have a New Zealand background, moved here at different ages, set up their lives here um, with their families and have found themselves incarcerated. Both have similar experiences with two different outcomes in the end. Deportation legislation's changed over the last few years. Back in 2014, they changed legislation to make to broaden their powers to refuse entry into Australia uh, or cancel visas based on character grounds. And the flow-on effect to that can be really detrimental to families. So that's right. And this episode will allow us to delve a little bit deeper into that and give the listeners an insight into the impact that that can have. Yeah, so first up, we speak to Jay. Absolutely, it's my privilege uh, to introduce Jay with us today. You, how long have you been in Ravenhall for? Um, three years this year. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much one of the yeah, when it first opened up. Uh, I think it opened up a year before that. Year so before. Yeah. 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 Played a few basketball games together. Yes. Is Mac? Can Mac even play basketball? Let's not is, enter. Hang on. Oh wait, here no, we go. No, wait, no, wait, no, no. He was going to cut it off, and then you suddenly went with a positive vibe. So Jay, look, think carefully about this one. Can he play basketball? All you need is heart, and he's got heart. So. Oh, so if if he's getting like if we're doing medals, it'd be a participation medal. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coach's award. <laughs> that was very diplomatic. Jay. I like it. Very encouraging. <laughs> I was about to cut him off. Yeah. No. He gave you a bit, mate. I wouldn't give him anything. He gave you a lot. That's good. That's good. Uh, so originally, and you were born in New Zealand. Yep. When did you come over to Australia? Um, 6th of the 6th, 2006. Oh, wow. So it's hard to forget that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what age are you? Uh, 20. What, were you, what, what at that stage did you think um, Australia was going to give to you? Uh, just better jobs, I was guessing, but it, 
you know, everyone talked it up before mm. I came over and yeah. It was okay. I went to Victoria first, but then I went to Bunbury, like three hours south of Perth. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep. And it was um a bit hard at the start, but you know, I started a family and yeah. And New Zealand growing up, was it happy? Like would you have happy memories of that? Like yeah, yeah good. Loved New Zealand. Yeah. Mm. Mad childhood. Um I got an older brother and yeah, we had heaps of adventures. Back then you didn't have, you know, iPads and iPhones, so mm. just bike to the river, take like two hours to bike there and Yeah. Much simpler time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just mm. adventures, you know. So, you know, you've moved to Australia um like when you're in New Zealand, any any trouble? Were you in any trouble in New Zealand? N- not really. Just the uh, like normal, like Yeah. Fight with my brother, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. We just hated no. each other when we were young. But, yeah. but no trouble with the law, really, no. 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 So talk us through then when you get to Australia, like you, you, you start working and uh, and life was okay. Difficult to settle in a little bit, I'd imagine, at the start or, or not? Yeah, yeah, just because I was just working kids. Mm. Like mm. We had our first daughter um, six months after I got here and... She was premature, so that that was hard, but it was it was eye opening, amazing. Mm. Yeah, best memory ever seeing my daughter born. You know, my oldest was like that with her feet hanging over because she was that ten, small, ten, yeah. ten, ten weeks premature. So wow. that hold, would have been that would have been difficult, huh? So yeah. you could hold her in your hands. Yeah, yeah, scary, but yeah, she just surprised us every day. She's a fighter. Yeah, made leaps and bounds every day. Like I was. Amazed. So many kids have you got? Three girls. Three girls? <laughs> yeah. God. Three <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, now we're both fathers, so we can, you know, obviously uh, relate to that. Mm, as well. Definitely. So if you want to take us back, you've come to Australia and you were working, were you working in Meatworks here as well? For about two years, yeah. And then I started recycling carbon. They were the only guys that, did it in Australia. Mm-hmm. And then when did it uh, start, I guess, life start to take a different turn? Um, I worked there for like five years mm. and then I got a better offer on the same site from the actual um, Alcoa, yep. the aluminium smelter. And I worked there for a year and then, yeah, <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah, I came here. <laughs> So stuff happened. Yeah. So you um, did you have um, multiple interactions with the law here, or was it just one kind of one time? Just one time, yeah. Yeah. And then you ended up coming to Ravenhall. No, nah, I went. I've done the rounds. All right, <laughs> you've had a tour. Yeah. Um, Lauren and yeah, Bendigo, mm-hmm. uh, Marguerite, Lara. And here, yeah, and I've, I've been to Port Phillip and Bowen, but everyone, usually everyone has to go there. Like um, how long did you go? Eight with six, eight years with six years. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And just to clarify that, that's, yeah, eight years on the top, which is the maximum sentence, yep. and then six years on the bottom, which is the yep. earliest release date. Yep. And how long have you saved? Uh, seven. So right. I'm on my way out. You're so. on your way out. Yeah. Yeah. How was it, um, how was... How was it from when you look back, from when you first went into prison, yeah, to where it is now? Like how, 
I'm interested to know what you were like as a, a you know young man going into prison and what you feel like you are now as a, a as a, a you know still a young man but uh, mm-hmm. leaving kind of in, at the process of maybe potentially leaving prison very soon. Well, I came in with my brothers, so it was a lot easier for me than other guys. You know, yeah, we we usually went to prisons together. Yeah, on the same bus and stuff. We were very blessed. Yeah. So um, he got out a year and a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, back, he got deported to New Zealand, yeah, because he didn't, yeah, he didn't really have a good chance of fighting the deport. Mm. But yeah, it, it was a lot easier for me because I had him. Yeah. Mm. I'm really interested. Like we're going to talk about that, and and it's probably going to be the, like the one thing we really want to delve into a little bit about that because you know you talk about your brother being deported and um, back to New Zealand, um, and that's something that you faced. If you take it all back to where, um, you know, when you were in prison, when was the first time you were actually faced with this or you were you learned from someone that, hey, we, they, the, the Australian government, they want to they deport you? Well, it only just started coming out when I came in. Like, they started deporting people. Yeah. Like, uh, about probably eight months into my sentence, I heard of people, you know, saying they if you get a year more, on, on your bottom, then um, you might get deported. Straight away, I, I thought about my three kids, you know, and when you guys that came in and they went straight to deportation, even if they only got like uh, three to six months, they still went to deportation, they had to fight it from there. And then, you know, yeah, you, you, could, fail, you could fail the character test and still go to deportation, like yeah. immigration centre, sorry. Yeah. So you said uh, some people fail a character test. What... What are the hurdles that you have to kind of overcome uh, when fighting deportation? Like some guys don't have any money, so they can't get lawyers. Me personally, just the not knowing is the worst because mm. if you got kids, especially you, your kids are asking, oh, you know, you got this long on your sentence. I'll see you, you know, in a year or whatever. And then guys will be like, well, maybe, and they'll. How do you explain that to them? Like, mm. yeah, you know, I, I told told my kids for ages, like, um, when you get out, you know, when when you get out, daddy, we're gonna do this and that. This, I was like, uh, maybe unless I have to go to New Zealand. Okay, but why? And it's just hard to <laughs> explain to someone under ten, you know. Did you like you? How did you get? Like, what was the process? So you, you you kind of were faced with this. Yeah, and then you thought, right, I've got to fight this, and you're seeing people around you, some staying, some being deported. Yeah. Did you get who? Talk about the legal. How how did you get legal? They send you, uh, um, so they send you the five hundred one paper. They say you have twenty eight days to respond to to make your you know battle claim. Yeah, claim. Yeah, yeah. and um, I didn't get mine until March last year. Okay. So that's six years down the track they sent mine. And so I'm waiting this whole time, trying to get, waiting for these papers, trying to get it and trying to fight it. But I think it was better for me because it gave me more time to prepare. They send you that, you have 28 days to reply. And then once you reply, you can still send them stuff like um, reference, character references, or, um, certificates you do inside from education. It's really good. 
Because I was lucky because uh, this year I just got got my answer back saying I beat it. How stressful was it all that time? Because like, you're just hanging over your head all the time. It's yeah. just always in your mind. Like, like prison is hard enough, yeah? Mentally, you know? Yeah. And and you've got this hanging over your head for, like you say, six years. Like you know when you come into prison that this is something that can happen. Mm. You're waiting on paperwork. It's taking six years. So every... Do you think about it a lot? I, I was lucky that I had things to focus on. Like my girls was, was a big focus. Letters, phone calls, visits, you know, and um, I, I had certain goals when at the start of my sentence. I wanted to, because like, I left school when I was like 15 and I, even when I was there, I didn't really learn much. I just wanted to play sports. So I, I wanted, before I left, I wanted to like learn like some, a mm. lot of math subjects and English subjects, whatever, just so I could help them when they needed me even if I couldn't stay here I could be in, in New Zealand on an iPad going through their homework with them you know yeah so when it's like deportation like they're going to deport you from an Australian prison because you've committed a, an offence yeah so where so when are they talking about deport, deporting you where are they deporting you what, what's, what, what were they saying what would be the, what would have been the life for you after that I think if you get five years or more you're on two years probation so it's not it's not like parole, like yeah. you have to meet heaps of... Kind of like a good behaviour bond. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. good behaviour for two years. Yeah. So that's really interesting, right? So you're facing deportation from a six, seven-year prison sentence yep. to probation in the community in New Zealand. But isn't it an interesting thing that you get offered, you know, to go back to the country where you were kind of, you know, where your life was previous and you can live in the community or you can do... Six, six to eight years in a prison um, and there's no question in your mind there was no question in your mind you, you were I want, I'm staying in Australia yeah. even even if I had to do I, I didn't get an answer because yeah. some guys don't get an answer for like years so if I had to do my full sentence and I still wanted to fight it and stay here I hadn't, hadn't got an answer I would have had to go to immigration centre and then maybe a few years there as well. This, this is what I was prepared for. Like I may have had to stay there for a couple of years or a year or whatever. Now, that's different to prison, isn't it? Like the immigration centre and and good or bad. Of you know, you hear different things. Yeah. What do you? What do you? What's what? What was? Do you know anything about that? Like, do you know anything about what your people have you know experienced there? I had a few guys um, go there, like probably in the last two years. It's just like prison, but not as bad. You right. get your mm. visits are a lot better, yeah. But it is you're just still separated from your your um, family and stuff. Mm. So, mm. but you're willing to do that. Are you willing to go? I'll do six, and I'll do another three. I'll do another. Yeah, you know, yeah. On top of it. I'll do what well, I need to do to stay in this country. For people me. with families, yeah, for sure. Mm. But even then, if you go to an immigration centre by yourself, where they, they have people who are refugees are there, and they they need room for families, so they might send you to another immigration centre in another state. So right. it doesn't even matter if, if you have family. If you're by yourself they have, and they need the room, they'll make room, you know. Mm. They'll send you to Perth or New South, Christmas Island even, which is hard mm. to give us it's there. I, so I hear. So you, <laughs> thinking about all this, I, I, I hadn't really made the decision if I was going to f- keep fighting it in immigration or maybe making the 
decision to go home. A lot of people, you know, decide to just leave so they can start their life again. And mm. They don't want to spend another few years in immigration. Even then, you still might get a no. So it's a it's a lot, it's a lot to take on, I think. And I think when you talk about we're in a we're in a center with over a thousand men, and everyone's got their own story as well. Yeah. Um, you're carrying around all this on your shoulders, yeah. but the guy that you're having lunch with has also got, got um, his own issues as well that he's facing. Um, you can really understand sometimes why it is quite tense. Yeah. Um, uh, and you've got a lot of people juggling their own emotions. Do you have um, do you have kids and you know, got lots of visits? Like, where's your family? Like, are they based in Victoria? Yeah, they're in Victoria. Yeah. yeah. So, so you get like regular, regular visits, visits here. Yeah. Um, this new blue jeans thing with the iPad is one of the best things that's happened. Because what is that? Can yeah, you explain that? That's your um, video visits. Oh, yeah. So you can get an hour visit twice a week with your family. Because of COVID restrictions, no visitors can come in at the moment. And it's probably, you know, they'll keep that here until contact visits come back. Because I've heard about this and is it like, so if you think about a visit, a visit comes in here and you meet in the prison. Yeah. So you're in the surroundings of prison and in the, in the you know, visiting rooms and so forth. So if you're doing that and you get videos, like, where, what, what's the kind of protocol on that one? Because you can then see, you can then see environments, meaning like you can see your kids, like their house, yeah, room, yeah, their room. That, they can right. show you their room. Yeah, can they do like is that? Oh, yeah. Like, so that must be really like I can see why that's a real benefit because yeah. you get to just feel and see and understand a bit more and imagine about your kids because you get to see your daughter's rooms you get yeah. to see what they're playing with the toys they get to show you they get yeah. to talk and walk and in and, their lives you know, yeah so i was wrapped mm. and then they've got you're not allowed to see um other like digital stuff yeah so they're 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 away from the camera and they're, they're chucking their tiktoks on or whatever that show me the dances and i'm like yeah <laughs> wait, wait till i get out i'll be Trying to do those with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say that and tell you where, you know, you pull a hamstring. Uh, yeah. Oh, you do a knee injury, mate. Yeah. Trust me. Or just, they don't want me to do it because they're too embarrassed. <laughs> already, already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a, that is a, a father's right, is to embarrass yes, their yes. kids. You've, you've got that for life. Yeah. For so sure. you just keep using that, mate. Keep using it. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Mm. So, um, to, so you have an hour with them and how many twice times? A week. Once a week. Yeah, twice. Twice a week, sorry. How much do you look forward to that? Like, how is that? Like, what's the feeling before that, and what's the feeling after that? Um, oh, it's at the start. It was only half an hour visits, and it was, just wasn't enough. Three, three kids, like ten minutes each. By the time they get on, they're already getting off. So the hour helps heaps. Plus, not just that. Um, I still see my family in New Zealand. You can still video visit. You know, international. Oh, which wow. is amazing. Like some guys from Malaysia, they yeah. see see their wife they haven't seen for five years or whatever. That's and incredible. Yeah. So it's, the, it's just the, one of the best things that have happened mm. since I've been in, you know. You could see the flow-on effect to that stuff as well. I mean, yeah. like if you've got – I know for me, I've, I struggle spending a day at work away yeah. from my, yeah. my daughter. So um, – you, you definitely see the benefits if someone hadn't seen like family overseas for 
you know, mm. when you said five years, yeah. um, that's, you know, that's got to be a positive thing yeah. around the place. It keeps, um, like, connections between your families as well strong because if they haven't, like, heard from... Because my girls hardly ever see my family because they're in New Zealand. Mm. And this blue jeans thing has helped them reconnect with my brother and my dad and stuff. They, they see them every visit as well. So oh, that's great. I've got three screens there, like my brother, my dad, and my kids. And they're, they're always, you know, talking as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I know, I know you're... Uh, like uh, something you hold close to your heart is, yeah, uh, culture. Yeah. A little story, with, uh, something that's blown me away and it's always stuck with me. I believe it was over, the terrorist attack happened over in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Against the Muslim community. Yeah. That affected a lot of people like over here as well, especially in the prison. Um, and to see you guys do the haka for the, for the, the Muslim boys, the Muslim yeah. boys I, yeah. you know, watching that, I still get chills just talking about it. I got the goosebumps. Yeah. But um, it was a great uh, expression of, of love between you guys. And it was just, it was amazing to be here for that as well. <laughs> People think, some people think prison is this group versus that group versus this group and it's not like that. Yeah, it, it's usually just a disagreement between two people. Yeah. Mm. Which Always. happens. It happens. <laughs> and I imagine it happens in here a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Um, we, did you do that? Were you here when Carlton Football Club were in last year? Did you do the hacker? Yeah, well? we've done one for them as yeah, well. Yeah, I was here that time. Yeah, I was only talking to um, one of their ex-players there. He was at one of our events and uh, we were chatting about it as well. To be very honest, I'd never actually um, witnessed hacker. Like, I've never been in front of it. Like, never been that close to seeing it. And the passion and everything that was true that was just... I found it incredible. Um, that was... After we smashed them at volleyball too. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah, we did. We got to we won't go into that one too much. They're still recovering from that one. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. It was very competitive. Not meant to be too competitive, but you know, AFL footballers can be competitive. Yeah. But yeah, now they really enjoyed us. They had a great. They took a lot from that visit. It was great, and I think everyone here would have taken a lot from it too to have a to have them to give up the time to come in yeah, and, and sure. do a really nice thing like that and, and just spend time chatting to you. And I think that's yeah. one thing they took away. It was like you just just people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just, I, I never thought you'd. Get uh, an AFL team in here, like just to see us. I was wrapped. Mm. Yeah, now hopefully we can we can do something like that again in the future um, as well. So, mm. um, so going back a little bit to your, to this deep deportation, I just want to see how it kind of finished for you, like as well, because obviously we've gone through the part where, you're like you know, you've 
you, you're waiting on the paperwork, so forth. You know, you, you, you've um, you've got that, and then you're in the mix of kind of like fighting it. Yeah. So, how long did that process go on for, and what did that you know what what happened in that process? Like, what was going on? I think in about 2016, I I, I asked for like some templates just just um some examples of other people who have fought it what was in that template what we what was that like is that like stuff you had to write down that you were doing like just, yeah, just building like your resume up a little the, bit the response it? like yeah i'm so and so and this is my attention jim this is your half an hour call if you wish to leave collect your cards now half an hour call yeah this is my response to the deportation letter and it just shows you how to answer like talk about your introduction what what your crime was um and then talk about your family ties or work what you've done for the community and it helped me heaps because yeah I, i didn't know where to start and I was going to ask, did you get some help with that? Or like, because that's a big thing to sit down and start to like write that for anyone, you know? Yeah. Um, um, did you get some help with doing that? Like, did you just, or did you just start like just putting stuff down well, on paper? I got, yeah, I, I started putting stuff down on paper, but I asked so many people for help. Like, yeah. Mm. Like, especially because I was doing VCAL and um, the RMIT. Um, I, I wasn't shy. Like, this yeah. is something I had, I needed. Was your life? Yeah, yeah. It was my connection with my kids, and oh, I found so much help. Like my teachers helped me heaps. I, I would always give them something that I've written down and say, like, "How, how is this? Is that all right?" And they'll come back and give me some hints or whatever. Even prisoners, I ask prisoners a lot. Um, Raven Hall, especially, like the, the manager at. Trans Hub, Claire Yeatman, she she helped me heaps. Yeah, Claire's a good one. Yeah. We love we love Claire. Mm. Even even the guys here, Godofa Ines, um, Helena, all the Aboriginal team, they they all helped me heaps. Laura, the RTG you just met. Um yeah, I wasn't shy to ask, like just to, having a conversation with them, asking them about certain things and they'll they'll always give me something like a hint or whatever, like a, a good idea or whatever. It's, it's it's lovely to hear, you know, and it's it's so nice, you know, and then it's nice that you speak that way, you know, and you can see that too, like of the mm. people that helped you as well. How was it when you were writing stuff down? Did you actually learn anything about yourself? Because I'd imagine as you're going through a process of what you've been doing, you're writing stuff about yourself, yeah, and you're kind of def- you're you're actually you're having to kind of promote yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah you gotta you know like and hey, you're not showing promoting yourself, uh, Jay, or yeah. like you know because some people find that a little bit uncomfortable to say, oh, yeah, you know, did you find that when you were writing it down, you're going, God, look what I've done, like, like I've actually done some good stuff, like I'm doing good stuff here for sure, like yeah, like you said, you have to kind of focus on the positives. And can't really talk about the bad things, but it is like after five, six years of being in here and then start writing down like what I've done, it, it was, it felt good, you know. I, I didn't do many bad things. Like, no one's perfect, but you know, um, the, the best thing was when I had to get character references, and far when I read it from. Some people from outside, like, I was in tears. Like, mm. Even some, I got a couple of guys in here to do my character reference, other prisoners, and just just seeing what they write is like, that's 
that's what they think of me. Uh, Pretty moving, huh? Yeah, mm. strong. Yeah. Even mm. um, some Ravenhall stuff. I suppose it's important that you were doing the right things, though, wasn't it? Like you had to do the right. Like mm. you, you, you were focusing on yeah. this, and you were doing. You were living your life in prison as best you could. Yep. As positively as you can. Can you tell us when you got the news that you won the won the right? No. Won the battle. <laughs> won the battle. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, can you tell us when you when you got that? Was it a letter? Was it a phone call? It was. Um, they called me up at the officers' post. Yeah. And it was um, one of the officers. One of the officers. Yep. Yeah. I, I went up and he goes, um, "Good news." And I saw in his hand it had um, Department of Home Affairs. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah." And he put it on the the bench, and I was like, "What is it?" And he goes, "It's good news." I said, yeah, where does it say that? Because I, I didn't even bother reading it. He goes, "You dummy!" Yeah, right, right there. <laughs> you, you you get to stay, and I was like, "Show me where it says that." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, I yeah. just wanted to see it with my own eyes. You kind of don't believe it until yeah. it's actually happened. Yeah, yeah. And it, as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Ah, what the?" Yeah, I started getting emotional, and sorry, I have to talk in my deep voice now. <laughs> one of the, one of the boys, one of the boys was came in behind me, and I was looking at this paper, just started crying, and he made it worse, like way worse. He's bro, what is it? And I was like, oh, fuck. I showed him, and he was like, he started yelling, and freaking all the boys started coming out. What is it? What is it? I was like, well, can, can I just go to the cell for a second? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just went in the cell, and um, my first thought was, I, I was kind of shattered because um i wouldn't be able to see my brother for a long time you know so that that was my first thought. i don't know why i, th- mm. I thought of that instead of thinking about oh yeah i'm re- reconnected with my kids and blah 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 yeah i just thought about my brother and he didn't win it he didn't yeah. win his case so i was thinking because even even though i have beaten it um it's going to be hard for me when i go back to new zealand say if I have to go to a wedding or a funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, when I come back, in the airport they can stop me and say, "Oh, you've done, yeah. you've been incarcerated. Mm. Uh, we're going to detain you, and then I could fight this all over again." So mm. it's going to take me, I think, ten years to get citizenship if I'm if I can. But yeah, that just just thinking about that. Mm. So I won't be able to see my family for a little while, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the, and it's okay, I think, to, to for your mind to go there because you've probably had a relief of you know now what you know you've you fought this battle and and you've you're now staying and you're you're, you're secured that with your kids, so then your mind drifts to you know, well what what's what's the, you know the knock on effect of this yeah. negative impact of it and there's you know, and obviously it's your family in New Zealand your brother and stuff like that yeah. and, and that as well so. I think that's okay. I think it's pretty pretty natural that we that could go there, you know. Mm. Um, and it's interesting that you know you say that because people just think you know that's it. Now you've you know yes I've got I've got through this force. Think pad is all good. I'm you know I can stay and everything's fine. And I'm gonna you know when I get released, their life's gonna be fine. But then you have that other side where yeah, you your life isn't still like that way because you know as you say you could have to go to New Zealand or you might have to make a decision not to go to New Zealand yeah. for yeah. something that's really you know meaningful to you. Yeah. Because you know that the process you could face could actually get you into a whole new battle again, and I, and I'd imagine it's it, it's tiring, you know, and uh, and that no one likes things hanging over their heads. So do you, I, yeah. I want my kids to see how I grew up as well. You yeah, know, I want to take them back and show them 
where I grew up because I, I went like to 13 different schools so I was all up the southwest coast of New Zealand I was growing up and yeah had to move all the time so yeah I just want to show them places where I, I lived what playgrounds mm. I played on yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah rivers I swam at yeah. Beaches. Maybe it's such an important thing for them, mm. you know. Like I've brought my kids back to Ireland, and and they were very young. Some of them were very young, and I, I want to try and get them back again to, for that kind of reason. Like that's yeah. it's beautiful. Like you need to show, you know, where your culture is from yeah. and where their culture is from, you know. And um, they they all they do sometimes is talk about New Zealand. Oh, I'm New Zealand. Blah blah blah. I was like, um, you were born in Australia. <laughs> You're Australian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah. I'm Kiwi. Blah blah. blah. I still have to find a way to tell them that look, I can't take you back to New Zealand to, you know, yeah. have a holiday, but... Mm. Yeah, mm. to do. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, down the path that things can, can change for you that way and, mm. and you'll be able to, to do that. Because I know, yeah, it's very... It seems like it's a really important thing to you. Because yeah. culture is important to you, yeah? Yeah, like for you, sure. Yeah, it's, it's really... You can see that. It's, like it's, it's massive for you. So how do you think, you know, um, you're going to switch from a father on the inside... Because um, what age are your kids, if you don't want me to ask? Um, 14, 13, 11 this month. You might want to think about that, mate. You're going into three teenage Look, kids. I, I've, I've been thinking about it for the last seven years, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so um, all jokes aside, but yeah, like, so you're going out to, you're going out to some real parenting there. I yeah, tell you, mate, you're yeah. going to be, you have to have your A game in there. So how, how do you think about that? Like, do you, do you like, because you've been a parent on the inside, mm. how do you think as being a parent on the outside, you know, um, what do you think is important for you, like, you know, to, you know? Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to try and get a counsellor for myself just so I can, you know, adapt, I suppose, because mm. freaking seven months is too long. So it's seven years I've been in here with with my own little sanctuaries you know i can get away when i want to and out there it's just going to be full on um but i'm 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 ready i'm i've been ready mm. for seven years mm. to be a dad you know i'm shattered i missed out on seven years of their lives but so i'm not missing out anymore so yeah i asked this uh, i asked this question of everyone uh, jay um that finished the last question we asked on the on the podcast so when you were um a young lad growing up in, in New Zealand, like did, what? What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, <laughs> oh I wanted to um, fly jets. <laughs> fly jets, yeah. Nice. yeah. But then my dad put me in bloody cadets, and this guy goes, "Stand up straight, sunshine." I was like, "This is not for me." <laughs> <laughs> so the guy. Don't call me cupcake again, please. <laughs> so, so you wanted to fly jets, went to the cadets, and then that was it, huh? Yeah, nah. No, nah, I'm not joining the cadets ever yeah. again. So <laughs> <laughs> why did you want to fly jets? Just, just, yeah. Oh, just since I was young, young, you know. That's all I can remember is yeah. loving these jets and stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's, that's why we ask that question. We get so many different um, different answers, so we love hearing it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, look, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. Thank yep, and making sure that Ireland will win the next World Cup as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. You hope so? Yeah. No, you. We've, 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 we nice. have enough. We've had three. Yeah, oh, so, I see. Know. That's yeah. it. Your eyes, yeah. you're always <laughs> to the very end. You're looking after everyone. Thanks so much, mate. Thanks, Thanks so much, Jason. Cheers, mate. What a huge journey Jay's been on already. Yeah, absolutely.
And the biggest winner out of that would be his three kids. Yeah. But it doesn't always have a positive ending no. like that for a many for a lot of the men um, that are currently incarcerated and facing deportation. Yeah, so we're going to have a different experience from Ryan, um, who had a very different outcome. So let's hear from Ryan. There is more to rebuild than just the delivery of commercial maintenance. We also have an online shop selling a variety of handcrafted wooden products made by me within our, our custodial and community workshops. We have fold-up desks, planer boxes, toys, chopping boards and chess boards and the one-of-a-kind grazing boards, mate. Made by me, so get some of them. Each product represents a story and by purchasing any of these quality products, you'll be directly helping rebuild, create employment opportunities and in doing so, ensuring that as many stories as possible having... A positive ending. Have a positive ending. Yeah. Mate, don't worry about this last bit. Just get the brazen boards. So please visit www.rebuild.org.au next time you want to buy with a purpose. Or poipus. Yep. Perfect. Is that good? Yeah, yeah that's perfect. a couple of notes for us. La la la. Yeah. <laughs> you can do better than yeah, that. Come on. <laughs> Look at this. This is like a this is like a, 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 an Australian Idol audition yeah. here, mate. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good. So I want to talk to you today, Ryan, about obviously you're incarcerated here in Australia and we're in Ravenhall, um, but you're also over time have been facing deportation um, and we want to kind of explore that a little bit as well because for our viewers as well, yeah. our listeners, so to say, um, you know, they might know that they might just think people are in here and they're just doing the time and they're just, you know, going about the business, but there's other elements to it. And for you mm-hmm. um, and many other men in here, um, which we always spoke um, to some before, You've also faced with the the prospect of deportation. Yeah. So if we can kind of take it back to where, you know, um, one, how long you've been in prison and how long, uh, at what stage were you told um, that you could be facing deportation? Okay. Yeah, um, so I've been locked up for four years now, since 2017, and this is my first time. Um they didn't send me my deportation papers until about a year later, after my sentence, or a year into my sentence, sorry. And yeah, when I found out, I was a little bit, um, a bit shattered at the time, but because most of my family are here, it just kind of added a little bit more pressure to me while I was in here, you know, like, I'm already in prison. Now they've, you know, put something else on top of my sentence, which is like a double sentence. So yeah, I spent about two years fighting it. Yeah. Um, done everything I could. I got I get I got reference letters, character reference letters, just from everybody, inside the prison and outside the prison. Did you have legal support as well? Are you assigned like someone mm. like you know to help you with this process? Um, a good question, but nah, couldn't afford it at the time. Yeah, I had to do everything on my own. Right. Yeah, so I, I tried it. And is that the case for many other men? Like you would know that are in a similar position where they're facing this on their own with no legal support. They just got to try mm. and figure it out. Yeah, I think that's the case for all of us or majority of us yeah. who are going to face it if you don't have any money because it's quite expensive. Yeah. Immigration, yeah. That must be so daunting, isn't it? Like, because you're already dealing with, as you say, a lot of stuff. You're dealing with, you know, being in prison and, and getting on with that. And then on top of this, you know, you got this threat of deportation hanging over you. And then to actually fight it, you got to do it yourself. Like, I got, mm. I know myself, if I've got to fill out a form, I'm sweating, mm. you know, on yeah. any kind of form. You know, I'm like, oh, geez, I can't get my wife to do that, you know. <laughs> but, uh, for, you know, for, for, um, for you to be able to handle it, like, 
how how overwhelming was that? Extremely. Like, if you if you're locked up, I think about it like this: if you're locked up twenty four seven in a box, yeah, what are you gonna do? You're gonna get bored. You're gonna get bored. All your emotions will come in. You know, you start thinking worst case scenarios. And at the same time, you're thinking, oh, there's someone actually holding my life at the palm of their hands, you know, who's, yeah. who's going to dictate my life where, where I can go from now on. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty overwhelming. And, and just going back a little bit, you mentioned um, how long have you been in Australia? Like how long, like talk us through that, that, that background. So you were born in New Zealand. Yep. Um, and can you tell us when you moved to Australia and, and, and everything else? Because it paints a picture of what your life is yep. now um, as opposed to what it would be back in New Zealand. Yeah, cool. Um, so I moved over from New Zealand to Australia in 2000 and late 2012. Um, yeah, as soon as I came over, I was I had to finish off school here. But the whole move here was 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 difficult for me because I haven't moved before. So yeah, I came in, went to school here for about a year. But I was playing up at school, um, you know, doing all the dodgy stuff, skipping class and that. And um, yeah, so I decided to drop out. And started working for my family, which was, uh, yeah, no, it was too hard for me. I was young, so because I moved over when I was seventeen. So how much how much family have you actually got here? Just my immediate family. Immediate family, yeah, mum, yep. dad, and my siblings. Yeah, which yeah. is a huge support for you, obviously. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, they've been here since day one, since I've been in prison. Yeah, yeah, they come to visit, they drop off money. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and. Going back, so so it's it's really interesting. So you you've moved to Australia. Your family have moved here. They set their life up, and um, you know you've obviously um, gone down a certain path, which has led you to you know being incarcerated. And on top of that, now you you you've been faced you know with deportation. Now you know your fate, don't you? You know yeah. what's happened. So so can you tell us what's what's happened? Um, how did that all work out for you? And what's what what was the result of it? Yeah. So I fought it. They came back with an answer. Um, the reason was I was I didn't have enough character grounds. wasn't good enough to beat it. So yeah, um, I'm going over back to New Zealand in May this year. Yeah. So deporting me back. Um, how am I coping with it? When I first found out, I was a bit um, but upset because um they're taking me away from my family support. You know, like my foundation. Yeah. So yeah. And what does that mean to you? Like when they say you, like, what's what happens now? Like you go back in May, yeah. So what mm-hmm. is it that step look like? You, how does that all play out? Like, are you released when you go to New Zealand? Do you finish serving sentence? Do you go on to a different order? Do you go into the community? Mm. How's that going to work for you as well? And, and then we'll get into then what's lying ahead for you future wise in New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's going to happen to me? So I think I'm not too sure, but I, I'm pretty sure that once I go, I'm, I'm on another probation order yeah. for about a year. I might be wrong there, but it's another probation order. Sign into my appointments and, um, yeah. And go back. And do you have family back there that you can go back to? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so everything's, like I'd imagine you would have a, a yep. kind of a big family back there? Yeah, I've got a lot of family back home, cousins, uncles and that. Yeah. Yeah. And what does it mean for you then coming back to it? Like, with you and your family, how does that relationship play out then? Because obviously if you're deported, then you just can't come back into Australia. Yeah, that's right. So how <laughs> is that? Like, how, how is that going to have an effect on you? And, and also, how are your family taking that? Yeah, no, my family, it's going to be a struggle for them just as much as it's going to be for me when I leave because, yeah, like you said, I don't know how we're going to meet up again or how long it's going to be or, you know. Mm. Like, so the struggle in that, just missing them, yeah, it's going to be hard for both of us. 
But yeah, we're, we're trying to plan it, but it, I don't know. We, we don't know where to go from there. Mm. Whether we, you know, whether they come back to New Zealand, because I can't come back here. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm. So it's, 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 it's a tough one. I don't know. How do you feel about your future back there? Like employment, you know, mm. getting on in life and all that. Do you feel, have you made kind of peace with it? Like, uh, you know, because obviously it's your culture, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's your homeland. So mm-hmm. that's, you're not going somewhere where you don't know. Yep. But, um, but do you feel okay about it? Do you feel like you, you can, you know, you're going to get your life turned around back there? Yeah. Um, at the start, I was a bit bitter. Uh, you know, I, I was really bitter with, um, really upset with the government, especially or whoever's running, you know, the Department of Home Affairs. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know whether it was, if I was good enough to stay or not. But in saying that, it took me a while to make peace with it. Yeah, so I'm going to go back. I see it as a fresh start now, but still a little bit of bitterness. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. Imagine right. this is, you know, this is where your kind of family is, is where you made, you know, right, you yeah. were making your life yeah. and, and, and so forth. Um, the process, if we go back to it again, like how long, like what was the kind of things that you had to do? You said about character references, but what else mm. did you have to fill out and how, like, how much during the week or over years did that take? Can you talk us mm. through a bit? So um, I ha- you, you have to write a whole bunch of letters talking about yourself, giving them reasons and grounds why you should stay. You know, so that, that took me phew, a good month. <laughs> Good month to do that. It was about 20 pages, but I don't know if it was good enough. You had to collect character references from family members, people you knew outside in the community, people in here, friends in here, pretty much anyone who knew you and could explain, you know, who, who you are, what type of person you were. Um, you had to talk about all the extra programs and activities you were doing in here. You had to talk about your routines, you know, who you're hanging around with, what were you getting up to, heaps of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to cover. Mm. Yeah. Did you have some support with that? Did you have people in here mm. helping you? Yeah, you? yeah. Luckily, uh, we've got. So I had a few people helping me. Um, all the workers here in this area, yeah. the chaplains, and you know, a few of the clinicians were helping me. Um, I had a friend who was helping me. Fill out the forms, and yeah, not because if I didn't have them, I wouldn't have a clue, like have any clue, you know, how to fill out this, you know, application. So yeah, I had a good support network to help me. Yeah. And you've been fairly active uh, mm. while being like using your time in Ravenhall. I know that you were um, you were part of the group creating a cultural program, yeah, for yep. for Pacific Islanders. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the program's called Pacifica Program. So it was actually an idea from one of our old island mates that were that was locked up a few years ago. He just chucked it out while we were talking, to him and um, yeah, we just decided to kind of plant a seed and go, you know, go forward and. We had a meeting about it with all the, um, you know, supervisors and managers here. Brought up our ideas and, yeah, they liked it. So it's basically a program just for not just island men, but how do I say it? Like indigenous men as well, you know, pretty much all the other cultures where we can kind of touch base on our roots because not many of us know yeah. about where we come from, you know. And while we do end up places like this, uh, you know, how many, why there's so many of us here. So, yeah, it's just to help out and keep us out there, yeah. <laughs> really. Well, it's pretty strong. Obviously, culture is strong to you. And strong yeah. to many men, as you say in here, from different cultural backgrounds. There's so many within, within one prison. Mm. Um, do you find that easy or hard? When you, like, do, you, do cultures mix in here um, pretty well? Because, like, you know, um, obviously there's a level of respect and mm. so forth. Do you, in your experience, see that you know, the cultures you know, um, mix well? 
Yeah, I actually do. I was surprised when I've come when I first got locked up because where I'm from, you know, there's probably three or four island islanders, um, Pacific Island nations, where I'm from, and we don't mingle. We segregate ourselves. You know, it's kind of like you're with them, them or them, different groups. Yeah. Whereas coming to Australian prison system, it's actually we're all united. We, we're, we're all one. Yeah. So that was a bit different, but yeah, I actually quite like it here. Do you feel that you've learned a lot yourself about more, even more about your culture? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I have just from, you know, conversations and videos and you know, reading up on articles. Probably got the um, first class in learning more about my culture <laughs> in prison. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. good. And you have cultural days here as well, don't you? Where you do? Yeah, yeah. We celebrate um, Waitangi Day. We call it Waitangi Day. It's actually on February the sixth, but we celebrate it much because. Yeah, it just gives us enough time to do our performances and organise the event and, you know, get all the catering and stuff done. Mm. So that event itself is actually special to us because we treat it like it's, you know, like it's Christmas. Yeah. Because it is like a Christmas day for us. It's the only day we get, you know, of the year yeah. where we can bring family in, perform, eat with them, bring them into our space, which is the gym area, and they can kind of see, like, how we're living in, you know. Like it's, it's, it's actually such a good place here. It's, it's in, people wouldn't see that. Mm. I wouldn't even think that could be possible. Mm. But it's such a, I think it's such a great forward way of thinking of stuff. And it's, it's, such a, it's so important to you mm. and to, to you and, and your uh, men in here as well to be able to share that with your family. And, and culture is massive. You know, and, and I can see that from you. you. know, we always see how strong it is here with you and, and other people, other men as well, but other cultures within here as well. So, mm. yeah, it's really great that you get to spend that time doing that as well. So, yeah. yeah. And this year with COVID, what is it going to look like on that special day? Oh, so that's, it's, it's going to be, it's not going to be the same. Mm. Families can't come in, you know, um, not many people will be allowed to come on the day. So, yeah, even last year it was the same. Mm. They had to cancel the whole event, so we were a bit, you know, upset because we put on um, a lot of work into it. But, yeah, we understood why. Yeah, no, it's just going to be a, li- a lot more restricted this year. Yeah. Going back to going, going back to when, you know, you're going to leave the country and, and you're giving your date in May to do that, like, do you... You're going to be released from prison and straight to the airport and yeah. so forth. So... I'm interested in this. Hmm. How do you say goodbye to your family? How's that gonna How's that gonna look? Um, well, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't have any contact with them. Um, I don't know why they don't allow it. But yeah, the only way I can do it is um, to book a last visit here, a contact visit here, and say goodbye there. Yeah, and that's it. And th- that's pretty much it. Yeah, I can't have a phone call. Um, yeah. So. And they're doing visits now, contact visits here? They're doing contact visits, but it's still, still not the same. It's still not going, it's not two hours. There's no food involved. There's no, there's very limited contact with your visitors. Mm. So it's still really not a contact visit. Yeah. It makes sense, yeah. And I'd imagine it's going to be really difficult. You know, you probably mm. don't think of it now because obviously, you know, you, you got to, you know, you, you keep your head down. You're kind of doing what you need to do in that mm. cell, but... Do you give much thought to that kind of day? Do you give much thought to what that kind of is going to be? How difficult that's going to be? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very nervous, you know, very anxious. I don't know how I'm going to say goodbye to my family or when we're going to see each other again, but yeah, it's the whole not knowing. 
Yeah. It's, it's the worst feeling you can, you can get in a place like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very different outcome from Ryan there. Um, but he does, and he puts on a really brave face uh, through all of that, even though you know he's going through really tough time. Yeah, he's a strong character. You know that, but yeah, he it's got a it's 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 got a it's gonna hurt. It's got a hurt that he's gonna be separated from his family and his life in Australia, um, now stops. Hmm. Um, as I'm from May, hmm. so um, it was really great of him to be able to share that with us as well. Yeah. Now there's another part to this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we decided that we would have a conversation with both of them together, considering the bond that they had with each other. Ryan mentions in it that you know he calls some of his closest friends family, uh, and you can very much see that with the two of them when they speak to each other. Yeah, and they've gone through similar processes with different outcomes. So one thing is clear that they got so much support for each other, and that during that process, their um, strong bond and connection and friendship um, helped them get through this process, but also get through being incarcerated together as well. So let's hear from, from Jay and Ryan. And so you guys find yourself uh, at the same prison now here in Ravenhall. And so you guys have been quite close. Yeah. Like I knew time. from the get-go when I first met him. Yeah. We were going to click, you know. There was mm. the chemistry straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the um, movie references. Yeah. Was yeah. there? Yeah. We, we always... <laughs> well, you you bought movies. like the same movies. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. What, was the, what was the key? What was the number one movie that you had um, in common? What was it? Fired Up? Fired Up, yeah. Fired he up, said yeah. something and I knew straight away what he was talking about. You know, it was like our little weird banter that we had back then. Yeah. 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 We still do it nowadays. Yeah. And he was looking at us like, are these guys all right? <laughs> <laughs> How was it for you two on the difference? Were you both working on your uh, fighting deportation at the same time? No, so I, I got my papers first. Right. So I got mine about a year before uh, Jay got his. Yeah. And did you get your, um, did you get your like, Word that you were being deported while you were in Ravenhall. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So how does it feel? Like from both years are really close. It must be really like there's obviously both sides. There would be happiness mm -hmm. that you know from you, Ryan to Jay, that you're staying, and then there also must be kind of sadness, Jay, yeah. from you to, to Ryan that you're going. Is that how's the emotions with it? Yeah, I, I don't know why, but the first my first thoughts were of Ryan and my brother. So. Um, not not seeing them because I know, you know, I'm not able to physically see them for years. Mm. And these these are the people closest to me, been the closest person to me besides my brother mm. for the last four years. So it's hard, yeah. Mm. I, I don't know why, but I just went straight to yeah. these two, you know. Yeah. For me, um, I knew this whole time he was going to beat his case. Yeah. I just knew it. Yeah. Yeah, there was no doubt. But when, when I found out, it was actually, I was happy. Very happy. Yeah. Because if there was going to be somebody to beat it, it was going to be him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying no one else, you know, deserves to beat it. But some things just come out to light sometimes, you know. You, people see how your hard work and what you do in jail and stuff like that. And you're, you're trying to help your genuine... So people do see that, you know. We might not think it, but people are watching. Yeah. yeah. You said that you, you knew that Jay, Jay was always going to stay. 
uh, even when he hadn't got the answer. What was it? What was it that you think that uh, really, I guess, helped him? Oh, I think a lot of your prayers had to... Had to yeah, like I, I used to pray, for, I used to, well, I still do mm-hmm. pray for him, you know, and there was, a, there was a turning point when I seen him with his girls at the gym when we had our Waitangi Day in 2019. And uh, when, I, when I seen him with his girls, oh, bro, I, I tell you now, I knew, I didn't know he was going to beat his case then, but I just knew, you know, there was something special there. So he was going to do everything just to try, to try and stay and not leave his girls, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah he put, he pretty much left, put all his eggs in one basket and just, you know, went with that. Yeah. How many how many others do you know at the moment that are going through what you've both gone through? Is there some more some more of your um Look, I've only heard of one or two people that have beaten it. Yeah. That are doing sentences like ours. Yeah. And the rest are just still either still in immigration or gone home. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, it's not it's it's highly unlikely you'll beat it, is what you're saying, Jay. Like, you know, the cards are stacked against you, yeah? Yeah, because even if you do have a chance, you could still do your sentence and be released to a deportation centre and fight it from there for years, you know? Yeah. I think we've talked yeah. about Yeah, yeah you've talked about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which, which yeah, could have... Which you were willing to do. Yeah. You were like, you were yeah. all in. You were like, well, if that's the case, I could go back to New, to New Zealand and I could, you know, be on parole and I could be out yeah. in the community. But you were like, nah, I'm... I'm all in here. I'll, I will go and I will do more, you know, be locked up again, more time in a deportation if I have to, just because, you know, you were fighting to stay here and see yeah. your kids. Which is such a waste because you can, you're doing years incarcerated and why would you wait a few years in deportation centre? That's why a lot of people just give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And just go home. Makes sense. It is. Yeah. It'd be tough mentally and, and, yeah, why would you want to put more years onto your life that Especially way? Especially if you're in Christmas Island where you can't get physical contact visits, you know. Yeah. Really hard yeah, it's a system days. set to fail. Really, I know a few boys who are who've been fighting the immigration for about six years, who are still at immigration, mm-hmm. fighting it. They don't have to be there; they can just sign and go. But you know, it's, that's how hard it is. So six years of your life there fighting it for nothing. Yeah, yeah. and you could and you could lose. You, you could you could be deported after all yeah. that, and it's six yeah. years gone. Yeah, six years wasted, sitting there trying to you know trying to fight your case. What do you think could have changed or anything could have helped you? If you look back at it, Ryan, is there anything that you think that, you know, if you had a little bit more support here, a little bit more access to something that might have helped? Yeah, I think a little bit more access to, you know, the legal side of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. everyone's in the dark. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all new here. Really, eh? Yeah, because it's only the last five years or so they've been... They've come up with the five hundred one or with the law, yeah, 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 with the with the yeah, the law that came in, yeah. legislation, yeah. legislation that came in, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So you feel there's a lot of like, yeah, in the dark. You feel like it's just not, not really laid out for you mm. to to succeed or or to mm. actually have a fair crack at it. Is that what you, would that be fair to say? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. It's the other thing is financial. You know, mm. it's really expensive. So most of us who spend most of our time in prison, where are you going to get the money to pay, you know, for your legal matters and stuff? Mm. Yeah, it's... Like I said, it's, it's just... Yeah, the cards are stacked against you. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it, what's important to you over the next couple of months? Because obviously May is not too far away. So mm. how do you... How do you, you know... 
how do you finish your time in mm. in Ravenhall in Australia, right? And uh, and equally like between each other, like you know what's important to you for the next couple of months? Um, lucky, just lucky it's Ravenhall. Yeah, he's got the support here to try and find stuff back home. Yeah. yeah. Um, my focus is just focusing on what I'm going to do when I get out. Mm. Try and you know set up for that, and um, even um, my relationships in prison. You know who's gonna who are who do I really want to you know stay in contact with? Yeah. When I do leave, mm. and yeah, same thing as before: routine, training, and mm. work. Yeah. That's an interesting one about you know who you stay in contact with because I imagine you meet so many people yeah. in prison. Yeah. Like it's like there's a thousand three hundred people in here. Now you don't meet all of them because they're in different units and sections mm. and so forth, protection and so forth. But you know you've been in other prisons as well, so you just meet people along the way. Mm-hmm. Is it, like, I'm interested, what, what percentage of that, is it really small percentage of that really that you actually go, there to people that I will stay in contact and arrest, we're just people along the way? Yeah, very small. Yeah. 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 Very small, yeah. I'm, I'm, sp- I'm talking about one or two. <laughs> yeah. Out of, like, a thousand people we have met. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Same for you, uh, Jay, as well? Yeah, like one or two, yeah. my whole sentence. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that's an interesting part as well because obviously, you know, it doesn't mean you're not friendly to people and you don't connect to people. Mm. It's just that you just don't see that as, you know, going any further than that. Is it, is that a common kind of agreed thing with people? Like no one really gets their nose out of joint with that a little bit or, you know, do you have to be kind of careful how you kind of have them conversations or how you build them relationships so no one gets offended oh, when you're released? Promises are big here. Yeah. Like say if you told someone... Um, yeah, we'll hook up outside or I'll do something for you while I'm outside. If someone doesn't go through with that, like you, your word, your name is mud. Yeah. Much, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's, I, I, that's, I, I never promise anyone anything because I, I, I haven't got time for them. Like, yeah, I can contact, but not catch up. You know? Same with you, Brian? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Um, yeah, a lot of people do promise things outside and um yeah really we just don't want to come back in yeah <laughs> that's the whole that's yeah. the whole thing we don't want to come back in so we're trying to surround ourselves with positive you know real positive people on the same path yeah yeah mm. yeah that's yeah. really important yeah yeah and yeah. um, i suppose the challenge is when you go into the community yeah. making sure you keep the positive people in the yeah, community yeah. which is a lot harder i'd imagine um, mm. as well because there's so much distractions and, and so forth mm. Interesting question for both of you. Um, what do you think, um, say what you were on, what do you think is going to be your biggest challenge when you go mm. back to New Zealand to keep you f- um, not going back inside? It'll, mm, not being able to see and, um, you know, physically be there with my family. Yeah. And um, most likely if, uh, just my loyalty to my, to my family and my friends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm very overprotective of family and, you know, especially really close friends who I call family. Yeah. And what's going to yeah. be important to you when you get like, is like job, employment, mm. keeping busy? How are you going to keep them po- busy in a positive way? What's, what's the kind of, what's, what do you do? What's your strategy for that? Gonna be that he's going to be the next um, celebrity personal trainer. So. Is that yeah. it? Is that what we're looking at? Oh, yeah, you're looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so if he's a celebrity status, you know. Yeah. That, that's the end goal, but yeah. my strategy is just, just my spiritual walk and my faith, really. Yeah. Keeps me grounded and, you know, yeah. keeps me in contact with my spiritual self. 
Mm. Yeah, like I said last time, like God helped me one hundred percent and this guy Ryan, like you could you could tell from the get go he was he was just surrounded with, you know, goodness, mm. faith, love. Yeah, <laughs> and they're powerful words, you know. But it's good yeah. that you speak, and we can see it. You know, you always know about you guys, and you see it in the and, and it's 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 really great and it's strong. And I imagine it's it's so so needed, you know, for you, but also other men in here who have them same relationships as well with their, with the people that they connect with as well. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so uh, so Ron asked, I've asked this of Jay when you um, when you were younger in New Zealand, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I wanted to be a, an old black. A rugby player, professional rugby player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You played rugby? Yeah, pr- since I was seven. Yep. Until I came here, I had a little bit of a break, about a year break. Yep. Then so I just got lazy. <laughs> yeah. And it's rugby union, yeah? Yeah. I don't like rugby league. Do you yeah, like rugby league? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you in this one. One, one real I'm rugby league. I'm with you. Right? I, I can watch any sport, most sports, and rugby league is just one I just can't. Ah. But I'm a big union fan. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, the All Blacks need all the help they can get. So, uh, <laughs> just probably say just before we go as well, you know, like both of you actually uh, like lead from the front mm. uh, when you're in here and it's easy to see. You know, I'm in here a few times a week and, uh, and Jay's already said how good of a basketball player I am so I don't have to go into that. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you confirm that for no, us, no, 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 hang no. on. Can you, have you seen him play basketball? <laughs> yeah, no, he's actually really good. Oh, what? He's actually pretty good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You don't have to lie. Oh, we've got, right. we got your back, but That's <laughs> it. That's it. No, I actually lost a lot of weight by uh, by playing basketball with these guys. Yep. Was, uh always told me, hurry up, keep going, run. Yeah. <laughs> when, that, I, when, I, when I felt like slacking off. That was another thing with us too. Like, yeah. We're both athletes and yeah. we love sport. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, that's just another connection there. Yeah. Oh, you can tell. You, guys are, you, know, you can tell you're in you know, your fitness and you mm. look after that, which is a very important part in here, you know, mm. keeping your body and also you've got your mind as well. You know? mm. So I look forward to the future for both of you, uh, whether it's here in, in Australia or back home in New Zealand. Mm. You're definitely going to make impact on people's lives, I, I guess, by the journey that you've already been on. And, yeah, just the potential for both of you is, is, is huge. Yeah, moving forward and everything like that, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it should be exciting times. Um, to see where, so see where the journey takes you. Yeah, well said, Mac. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Mm, means heaps. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's a privilege here yeah, getting our word out a little bit. Mm. You know. It's such an interesting topic and something that people don't would probably not know. You know that you're actually you know having to face this and 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 uh, and be deported. And there are probably some people that think, you know, some of our listeners might think, well, you know, so be it. You know, you made your crime, you came to Australia, you, might, you need to go. But there's, there's, there's other layers to it that you see, like, you know, and, and you've both articulated that so well, you know. Uh, Jay, with you, you know, you've got your, your kids and, and, and everything here that you could have been separated from. And, and we're really happy that you, that, that's not the case, you know, and you've been able to be successful. And, and then on the other flip side of it for you, uh, Ryan, you know, your family is still here and you, you're going to head back to New Zealand. So we wish you the very best, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I appreciate you coming on and talking about something. I don't know, is you know not a great upbeat um, topic for you because I know that you know you're facing something that's not great. You know mm. when you strip it all back. So really appreciate your honesty and, and, and your vulnerability in coming in and doing that as well. And, and wish you all the best. And mm. um, when you go back to New Zealand, and look forward to seeing your personal trainer videos uh, number <laughs> one all over the world. Um, <laughs> Thank as you very well. much. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, fellas. Really appreciate yeah. it. Good Thank luck. You. Yeah. That's it. If we could, we could talk about this for ages but yeah we'd like to talk to you for ages but we have to finish with a song you brought your guitar 
If anything in today's episode has raised any issues for you or someone you know, head over to our website for a full list of services that may help at ymcarebuild.org.au under the podcast tab. A way of helping us is to subscribe, share with friends and leave a review. If you want to take that next step, hit up our online store where you can purchase handcrafted wooden products. If you're sitting there going, I want to do everything I can, get a quote for facility maintenance needs at your business. We're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and our website, www.ymcarebuild.org.au. This podcast was produced by Mick Cronin and Mark Wilson. Editing done by Mark Wilson.